0: Everything is through this fucking Comcast Wi-Fi box. I ran a ping all day, just as an aside. Mm-hmm. Ran ping all day, hitting uh, Google's DNS servers, just to see what would, just to see what it would report. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, at worst, I would get like like four or five minutes of ninety percent packet loss. It was often like two or three percent. Jeez, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is the Comcast experience. That's you know, god damn it, dude. There's like four other fucking people in this building, right? Well, not right now, but at the time, right? There's like four people in this building. This is before they install the entire like coffee production system downstairs, which is going to be like this massive facility like installation mm-hmm. with a dozen people running around all the time,
1: dude. That's crazy. That is
0: crazy. Yeah. It's like, guys, come on. Let me do this. (laughs) Let me fix this. Chris here.
1: Colin also
0: here. Hey, friends. I just wanted to personally thank each and every one of you, especially all of you in general, for downloading recent episodes of The Shiny Podcast and delivering the most downloaded episode in the entirety of Shiny Podcast history. You're wonderful, you're beautiful, and we love you. Thank you. Coming up, we're going to just discuss a couple of things that are on our mind. Uh, some good, some bad, some high, some low. But we'll give you our honest opinion, and we're going to save all the news for next week. This is have to call a tiny shiny
1: thank thank goodness our legislators don't feel that we need any competition or rather they want competition i think (laughs) not with not with net neutrality i don't know what they think dude i I don't know (laughs) if anyone is thinking
0: but i have to admit i'm pretty blown away by the by, by, by the news. Oh honestly. yeah, uh, did not expect that.
1: No, I did not expect it to even like pass the Senate
0: at all. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Never thought that was going to happen. Nope. I'm in impressed. I am impressed. I'm upset that yeah. I live in an era where, in order to be impressed, it takes three people in one party. To vote against that party with the rest of the party to make something as ubiquitously wanted as net neutrality pass one house of Congress, it's been, but it's been <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've
1: been, bit of an uphill battle in the other house.
0: The internet is always on fire always there's always outrage there's always something to be up in arms about but this is a topic uh, uh, that i feel ha- has a much larger impact radius <laughs> the comment that is about to hit is a is quite a bit wider than your normal outrage it's something that we've talked about in previous episodes it's something that is definitely going to affect you soon and yet here stateside we seem to have a very narrow understanding of what it is
1: oh oh yes in in fact uh 91% currently lack the awareness around uh the this topic
0: around it it i t <laughs> qu'est-ce que c'est monsieur moon what is the thing this is the
1: gdpr so that is the general data protection regulation which uh, was approved by the european union in uh, 2016 and it is slated to take effect next week on may 25th and so why is this why is this so important well uh, in in a nutshell, and we'll we'll crack we'll crack that baby open. But it uh, it it, it it's, uh, goes far beyond the existing data protection uh, measures uh, that uh, that are currently in place, and goes to great lengths to protect the data of not only uh, 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 users of of certain products, uh, but the um, employees of certain businesses as well. And, and how that data is stored, how that data is used, how it is given out, um, and and access to how that data is e- being used by those users.
0: I think it's fair to call this, it's a very big piece of regulation. Yes, but it's sweeping. <laughs> it really, truly is. The EU is exerting a lot of power here over what turns out to be the global internet community
1: correct yeah absolutely
0: there's a lot to digest
1: and and, yeah. <laughs> and it, uh,
0: there's a lot of feelings associated with this but one thing that is i think fascinating about this bill before we get into um the money and the dollars and cents and all of that it it puts forth this structure that your enterprise has to adhere to in order to be compliant this bill goes so far i call it a bill it's it's, it's not a bill this shit's a little law yeah <laughs> <laughs> it goes so far as to literally require you to have certain positions within your organization to be in compliance Uh, That's not to say that you have to like create like a a job where there was none before you can assign these positions to existing employees and what have you. But you have to have these clearly defined roles given to responsible people and they have to adhere to a certain framework of of, uh, response and a certain framework of uh, uh, handling any case that comes up. So before we even get to the data, or what happens if you breach that data, this bill lays out what, depending on your perspective, uh, turns out to be a fairly rational structure for how an organization should should handle that situation. Mm -hmm. And I won't Mm -hmm. go too deeply into it, but basically, there are three sort positions, and they can be more than one people. Or they can more than one people, more than one person, or they can be one person each, or what have you. But there are these positions that make you responsible for uh, controlling the data, for for you know processing that data, and then a uh, a a special person who, <laughs> which is which is right. funny, but a special <laughs> extra person who in Forces the structure of this law on their own company, if you will. (laughs) Well, also,
1: also somebody to ultimately be responsible if something goes wrong.
0: Mm. Let's
1: call it a data protection officer or DPO.
0: That's right. Which would likely be the top level or C level uh, management in your Mm -hmm. particular division, most likely.
1: Yeah, one one little little side note about these new positions uh, that that I found interesting is that there is even a regulation in, in this in this um, in this law that you if you take one of these positions you cannot have a con- any sort of conflict of interest with that position and if you currently hold a position at the company or you know one that that has a conflict of interest with with this with this law um, and if you if the conflict of interest is found there's a pretty hefty fine for for ignoring that,
0: there's a pretty hefty fine for not for doing pretty much everything <laughs> yeah, in this yeah. law. So that's true. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Another facet of this law is that all of the requirements do not just affect the co- the, the the company in question or your company. In in, in the example, it's in, it, it, it's everybody that that company ever works with that could have been involved ever.
1: <laughs> yeah including including people outside of the country where that business exists
0: so how does the eu get such a grand scope because you know the eu it's huge but it's not the entire planet no <laughs> they do this by exerting if you ever sell a product that any eu citizen purchases they have jurisdiction in that in that circumstance because we live in a global internet we live in this realm this era when we can connect to anybody and anywhere on the planet well that's a whole lot of folks that's a lot of people guys I hear it passed around, you know, in, in some companies like, I guess it means we're just going to stop selling to Europeans and I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> good luck with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, we're going
1: back to isolationism. Hey.
0: It's not it's not realistic in this day no. and age <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. So that's why you're seeing companies from all over the world, just not just within Europe scrambling to become compliant in some way to, to oh this. yes
1: I have multiple emails in my in my inbox from uh, any company that I've ever bought anything from ever that is not originating in the United States <laughs> Like, sorry, like I like there's some, like this Irish tea that I like to buy sometimes. And I, I've gotten a couple of emails from there. were like, sorry to bother you again, but <laughs> that's not Irish at all. That's an English person. Um, <laughs>
0: no, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's big and small. It's it's all across the board. And I, too, have had, I don't know, 150, 160 emails from various companies telling me how they're using my, yes. my data or how they're going to to to. Use their my data now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So it's very, very sweeping uh, regulation here, and it affects. Well, yeah, it has a glo- global effect here, and and as I kind of mentioned at the start of this, you know, especially the United States and their, I don't know what to call it. it arrogance, I guess, might be the right word. Is just woefully. Uh, unaware of of the the effects this is going to have and let's according be generous to generous and
0: call it short sightedness yes. <laughs> extreme self-righteous short sightedness yes we don't
1: need <laughs> eyes to
0: see <laughs> but i will run but
1: i will run <laughs> with scissors
0: mm-hmm. so let's go through um what the main provisions of this bill, or of this law, I keep calling it a bill. What the main <laughs> provisions of this law are? Like, let's yes. let's go down the list of um, all of the things that you are now required to do with what they call PII or personally identifiable information. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing is everything has to be encrypted all of the time. In no circumstance is personally identifiable information ever allowed to be sent in the clear at all, period, the end. That means every connection point end-to-end must be encrypted. That means the database of your application or web application or internal application (laughs) on-premises must be encrypted in transit and at rest, when nobody is communicating with the database. Mm -hmm. It must be encrypted on the hard drive, all the way up to the network, all the way down to your mobile device, the entire chain. Cool. (laughs) As we go through this, I feel like we're going to go, we're going to hit on a lot of ideas that will probably make you feel like well, isn't that what they should be doing anyway?
1: Hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they should. Uh, one of the other uh, uh, big, big things here: uh, data breaches or loss of those PII's must be reported to customers within 72 hours. Have to be.
0: None of this, you know, shit where uh, months or years after the fact, some intrepid young researcher realizes that, you know, Equifax has had a breach or that, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that you know, this company X has has leaked data in some way. No. Oh,
1: we totally forgot to tell you about that. Oh, no, it's it's cool. Don't worry about it.
0: No more Uber covering it up. It's if you learn of any breach of personally identifiable information, you have seventy-two hours to report it in full. That's yes. it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah. Another um, another big one here: uh, the right to be forgotten. Um, Any customer has the right to have their data completely removed or deleted from a company's infrastructure.
0: Not like when you log back onto Facebook for the first time in five years after deleting your account and going through that arduous (laughs) process of making sure that your account is deleted, only to have Facebook suddenly and out of the blue remember a phone number that you haven't used in four years. Not like that.
1: Not like that. (laughs) Not like that. And along those lines, you also have the ability to get access to what data those companies have. so if you if you want to know what what a certain company has, you can you can go to them and request that information and how it's being used.
0: There's another provision that I find interesting, which is the right of portability. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what this, I feel like is a much is probably the 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 heaviest technical burden, ultimately when you think about all of the ways that you know people have built their systems with their needs in mind the right of portability states that all personally identifiable information has to be stored in a way that can be ported or handed off to another company or 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 entity Right. So like, you can't lock it up in some weird ass proprietary format, you've got to use some, some standard, some method that another person can use. So if I want to like, if I want, let's just say I will use Facebook as an example, like, let's just say I wanted to take all of my data in Facebook and put it into some app that would give me, you know, maybe some insights or some number crunching on a particular thing, right? Mm-hmm. Let's well, date like, there's not a very good way of doing it without giving that app direct access to the account. Right? right. But in this paradigm, you would be able to remove the data from Facebook, take that archive and hand it off to a third party that could then crunch those numbers in whatever way you wanted. It's an right interesting on. concept, mm-hmm. but I, I really like it. I'm always a big fan of when people are forced to use standard data types and, <laughs> and there you go. And then also a, uh...
1: Penalties uh, if if you are oh, found oh, to be let's
0: just also say that these companies have to tell you exactly specifically in black and white exactly what they're doing with your data which is huge so so they have to lay out somewhere publicly exactly what they're doing with it yeah and what you're supposed to do if you want any of if you want to access your rights under this law if you want to exercise any of these. Provisions, you, you, they need to have that very clearly spelled out for you. Yes. No, no legalese mumbo jumbo.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. It has to be very clear.
0: And now, Mr. Moon, take it away.
1: Penalties. What's this gonna cost you. Penalties if you are found to be non-compliant is up to twenty million euro or 4% of global annual turner turnover, whichever is higher. <laughs> does...
0: That's per instance of
1: breach, folks. Yes, they are not messing
0: around. So let's consider the database that was leaked by Equifax, which included somewhere around 160 million people's personally identifiable information. Let's do the math. 160 million times 20 million. Or 4% of annual global revenue.
1: So if it's uh, 20 million, we're looking at about 3.2 to the power of 15.
0: Right. (laughs) This is why people are freaked the fuck out. Because it'll the,
1: sink you if you fuck up.
0: <laughs> the EU has reserved the right to do basically anything that they want in terms of levying damages for these instances. and Man. we're I mean it's four percent it, of annual cl- global global annual turnover per incident is that's what I call teeth
1: <laughs> <laughs> and good. they're taking it seriously glad somebody is
0: so i do this brings up some sort of globalist sovereignty questions i think Uh, of course uh, i i think that not that i'm opposed to the concept but i would posit that we have never really had a robust discussion of how global governance should work in any meaningful capacity that people have adhered to. So there's a little bit of shall we say um, I don't know if it's uh, worth calling it overreach but boy this is a reach for sure. (laughs) But they back that reach up by having one of the most robust and lucrative and powerful markets on the planet.
1: Right on. And I, I, uh, I, I think it's safe to say that the United States has been guilty of plenty of of overreach
0: in oh, the past yes. as well. You think? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a little yes. bit. I don't
1: think it's hyperbole. <laughs> um. So at, at the very least, this—I mean, this is a—if—if a, a, if we want to classify it as an overreach, it's an overreach for something that is in the benefit of of a technologically modern society
0: regardless of what regardless of what's ultimately levied as damage i'm very pleased to see a framework for for just managing this i mean that it, it's got it mm-hmm. in some on some way it 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 it, it alleviates the need for individual organizations to roll this shit on their own right you know it's like do this do it this way do it just like this have your great idea make your killer app ship your awesome product but just do this
1: yes exactly
0: treat people's information with respect
1: (laughs) not like in this country where they're allowed to self-regulate and we've seen how well that goes
0: which is to say they do not Equifax, we're looking at you. So the GDPR is really going to change things. The ultimate impact is not something that we can measure at this juncture. Like Colin said, it's rolling out next week on the 25th of May. Was that correct? Yes. The. That's the beginning. It will be very interesting to see what the EU does. By the time, by the time we record the next episode, we'll probably see the beginning of this. Actually, that's Mm -hmm. not true. By the time we record two episodes out from now, we'll probably see (laughs) the beginning of this. It'll be interesting to see if they take any radical steps or moves in in the opening days of this. Definitely.
1: Have they have they addressed where where the money will go for for penalties, non-compliance penalties? Did you see that anywhere?
0: You know, I haven't. Actually, good question.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Something to uh, to explore here as 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 time goes on, because I'd be interested to see what that money gets used for. We think it would go into like social services and and help help that sort of thing.
0: Heck, how about a revolving loan fund for fledgling ISPs? (laughs) That sounds good to me. Feels good to me. Yeah. (laughs) So, folks, that's what the GPR is. I think we covered it pretty well. Do you think there's anything else to add, Colin? I don't think so, no. The General Data Protection Regulation coming soon to a theater near you. Stay tuned, folks. We're just getting going. But with any luck, we're looking at a new era in... Data protection and how companies handle your personally identifiable information. And without any luck, it's the beginning of World War III anyway, so who cares?
1: (laughs) The light on the horizon? That's not the sun.
0: Is it the green flash, or?
1: (laughs) If only. (laughs) Take it if it was green.
0: Throw it in my face, Colin. Here, throw it in my face. (laughs) <laughs> i like it
1: okay one more time hey thanks for listening folks if you want to get in touch with us please get us uh at twitter my handle is at Kaliali 11
0: and i'm at fluxola
1: <laughs> and also our our uh joint twitter at cast the shine check us out on facebook our website shinypodcast.com. You can also email us with anything you would love us to know or talk about on future shows, whatever it may be at hello at shinypodcast.com. And we would love to hear back from you.
0: All right, let's thank our German friends. Okay. Do you speak German? Like nine, I know I know nine. you don't speak German, but do you speak any German?
1: Uh, das Mädchen trinkt Das Wasser.
0: You're gonna offend them. <laughs> That's all I know. I'm so sorry. I know Scheivon
1: <laughs> Windshield wiper. I know if I step oh wow. Never mind. I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're so sorry. Don't go away, please stay.